Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I am Javier Dominguez from Spain and I am joined by Anthony Lee from Australia. Hola. Hello, um, so how are you today, Anthony? I am very well, unlike uh, some of us that are usually here with us. Uh, what as happened? you'll notice, there's only two of us. Yeah, why? Why is that? Uh, it's actually kind of fascinating. Mangu's actually flying to the US right now. Uh, in fact, he's traveling to Seattle, Washington in order to hang a sign that says ban white plume adventurer outside Wizards headquarters. So he'll be back next week, hopefully. And uh, yeah, let's see. He'll let us know how that went. So uh, enjoy yeah, America. I thought, I thought he was on vacation around New York and such, but no, no, the story this actually is makes more sense. This is business. This is very <laughs> okay, serious business. <laughs> yeah. Business to safe legacy. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's, a, um... it's an important mission. He's like Frodo dropping the thing in the volcano or whatever happens in that book, you know? It's important. Out uh, <laughs> of dropping the two initiative creatures or only one? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah he's, he's a hobbit who's traveling to Mount Doom to drop to <laughs> drop the initiative cards into the volcano. That's it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Mango's not here. So, let's move into episode probably 16. I think it's 16. Could be... Could be 17, 15. We don't know without Mangu. So, yeah, he keeps track of that stuff. Exciting. We just play cards. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, <clears throat> let's start with what happened this week. Uh, and also, we'll talk about things that, you know, we left for this episode last weekend, such as the actual format of the people or, like, we will do a deeper standard. Mm-hmm. But first, um, well, this weekend, there were, like, two big, uh, the Magic Online Showcase, the Mox Showcase. And let's start with Modern, because it was won by a deck that I know Anthony, you know, I think this deck has a special space in Anthony's heart, even though he's like not a Modern player. Let us know, what what happened, Anthony, this weekend? Uh, Well, uh, the the deck that you're talking about is, of course, Eldrazi Tron. And it's a deck that has uh, won me a lot of matches. Uh, I mean, that's technically a true statement, right? So yes, Eldrazi Tron somehow won a... Yeah, a major modern event. So, there you go. It's I also said. not the first time it wins a major event, though, right? Uh, it might be the first time. It might be. I actually don't remember. It might be the first time. The deck has been around forever. It's been it's um, been around forever. It's always been like incredibly popular and overwhelmingly underperforming all the time. So, I guess if enough people played it this whole time, <laughs> at some point it had to win something. Well, but maybe there's more to it. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, I mean, there must be more to it. Like, uh, I mean, there's obviously like some kind of power creep. Uh, well, one thing is we actually don't have the list. Uh, it's interesting because yeah, yeah, there's been um, there's been a hiccup in the uh, in the publishing schedule, so we don't actually have access to that list. So for all we know, maybe there is some kind of uh, special Eldrazi technology there, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like. There couldn't be that much that's different because, but by the nature of Eldrazi Tron, it's not that flexible a deck to build. At least, you know, that's my impression. So, uh, well, there's something, Anthony, that maybe I mean. So the the way Eldrazi Tron works, like I, I have played the deck a little bit. I'm not an expert, but it's sort of like a bigger mid range deck that the yep. exchange is like less stable and less powerful. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the old. MTG Minkar days, the joke was, <laughs> I remember it because we actually tried, that Udrasi Tone was weaker than Mardu Beacles in the standard. Uh, we tested, we tested it against every single standard deck in the format and it lost to all of them. Yeah, so, like there was a joke, right? Like this was a yeah. modern deck that actually was... I mean, that's a good standard, standard I mean, that's a story we can tell, right? So there was, it was um, <laughs> GP Brisbane 
and I guess this is kind of the genesis for a lot of the Eldrazi Tron memeing. But uh, how Shan Huang was thinking about playing Eldrazi Tron uh, at GP Brisbane, and it was uh, a lot of people were thinking about playing Eldrazi Tron. Uh, it turned out to be, I think, the most popular deck in that event. Uh, and we were adamant that how Shan should not play this deck. And in order to prove it, uh, we took out some standard decks that we had uh, for side events and started destroying him with each and every one. It was a pretty powerful standard format, but I think after how Shan lost like the third match in a row, he was he was he was pretty off it. So we managed to convince him to not play his modern deck by repeatedly beating him with standard decks, <laughs> which I think it's not easy to do, but it's a very convincing argument. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah another way, and you know we we kept we kept telling jokes about. Eldrazi Tron and at some point you know it came up on coverage and uh, if I recall correctly uh, someone asked uh, coverage asked uh, Li Shi Tian what he thought of Eldrazi Tron and he said uh, magic is a game of five colors each of them does something powerful and you choose to play none of them <laughs> so <laughs> I remember that one it was yeah. good right yeah yeah okay but that's 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 the dumping on Eldrazi Tron I guess we can go back to talking about why it could conceivably be good um, so, so uh, I, I mean, then again, we don't have the list. I thought this deck was actually like not that bad or anything. It's just mm -hmm. like there were always like better options in terms of like what Adversity Tron was trying to do, uh, because there was the bigger Tron, which was better than a Tron deck, mm -hmm. and often some other decks usually thought these decks were better at being like a mid-range deck. And Adversity Tron will be like in my opinion a little bit short in both um, in both directions. Yeah. However, it was always solid against the other mid-range decks. Like it was never crushing yeah, it was a them. Bit bigger. But yeah, because it's a little bigger and the creatures are actually fine. And Karn, the great creator, is like a sick card, you know. Uh, even though it got nerfed like by the man of the Lattice, mm -hmm. the day modern. Um, so what I think could have happened here, other than that, this person being probably a Ultrasitron specialist. Like I think the thing these these decks, if you know them like very deep, they become like quite better. Yeah, that, I think um, I think that's true. I think something that hurt oh. Eldrazi Tron a lot is the fact that the deck is so often deeply misunderstood in a way that not that many modern decks are. So everybody would often group Eldrazi Tron with Tron, which just doesn't really make sense because mm -hmm. as you say, it actually plays out way more like a mid-range deck than, you know, the big mana style of Tron. Like Tron is much closer to a deck like Valakut and Eldrazi Tron is just not like those decks. Like it was closer to Jun than to Tron, I think. But it was always grouped with Tron, and people often played it like it was a Tron deck, which also didn't really help it very much. So I think uh, that's something important to note. So because Eldrazi Tron won an event doesn't mean that like Tron in general is better. It probably means that some kind of mid-range deck was well-positioned, specifically a bigger one. So um, we will probably have more to say once we see the specific list or details about that challenge But next week, I mean. But I think... Um, that's worth saying about Eldrazi Tron in general. Um, and yeah, what that I, might I, I, I still think I have something to say with this. Like, yeah. So Anthony pointed out, like, Eldrazi Tron was more similar to John than to actual Tron. And here, Eldrazi Tron is uh, actually more similar in terms of metagame share. Um, like, it's quite closer to something like the four color control decks with Yorian and such. Hmm. Like, the gameplay and the metagame space is going to be similar. So sense. why would this be good now? Well, I have one potential answer because so these decks 
like this bigger mid-range decks tend to be like weak-ish against uh, super aggro decks, but more mm. importantly, they tend to get destroyed by the over-the-top decks where they cannot interact with. Like if you're playing Drasitron and Nipil Valakut, you're just like dead, right? Yeah. The same way you were with Focal Control. So I think what could have happened here is the Brainstone, the best named card ever. You mean the Stone Brain? See, you already... Yeah, no. the Stone Brain. Yeah, I still yeah. keep... Is, is it the Stone Brain or the Brainstone? I don't remember. Uh, the Stone Brain is the one that you want. Uh, brainstone is a different for card. Me. Yeah. Okay, the Brainstone and not... No, not the, the Stone, stone brain. brain and not the Brainstone. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, the Stone Brain... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the Stone Brain. I think the Stone Brain might actually be a relevant change because... Oh, wow, The way yeah. this deck is built, it's weak against Belcher, Balakud, uh, whatever. Yeah, all so these yeah, kind of the, decks. Exactly the... Exactly. Yeah, they're exactly. It, there's one card that actually shaves the deck's weaknesses by a lot because also yeah. just run lost to the big bigger troll or whatever. But now, if you can a lot, yeah. uh, stone brain that, those cards, you actually have like a mid range deck that's yeah, good against mid range. Because plan, yeah. was always good against mid range. Hmm. Uh, but now you're better against combo. Of course, you're not gonna crush them or whatever. But if you're playing now, Balakut you actually have a plan. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if they go early, can do a creator, you're dead because you're not winning without Balakut, right? So that's, um, I think that's something that might have happened. I assume also the leveler is a decent improvement. Like, I was thinking about this because be. my, fly, my fly back from Bologna, I played four seasons, by the way, last week at a tournament there. So I was like, in Pioneer, Karn made Mono Green better, right? Because it just upgraded the toolbox to another level. Yeah. And I think that might be the case in modern. Like, I think this Stonebrain card, it does change more things than it might look in the surface. Yeah, also, like, yeah, Vulture or whatever. There's there's a lot of decks like this in, in modern nowadays. Even creativity, right? Like yeah. That should be a problem for the Lashitron. But if you Stonebrain the, the, the Archons game one, well, the game is effectively over. And that puts a pressure on the deck that was supposed to have the easy matchup. Now, and not anymore. So that's the, what I think um, that's... That's that's a, yeah, that sounds like a, like a much bigger. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about how the stone brain changed things. Like I thought it, maybe it was just better because of a metagame thing, which also could be. I mean, I, th I think it's probably both things. Well, Drazi Tron to have come from nowhere to have risen up in and won, you know, a significant event. But you know, I assumed it was more about on oh, no, mid range decks are good, but people have tools against you know the smaller mid range decks, and that's where Drazi Tron comes in because it's usually not as affected by them. But yeah, just straight up adding a card that fixes or doesn't fix, but at least helps a lot in. It's worst matchups. That's probably a bigger deal than even metagame positioning, I think. So, wow. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I thought the Stormbrain is, is good. Like, it's good enough that you could play three on the sideboard. I mean, know? it's the and opportunity the cost is not very high for Eldrazi Tron, right? Like, you could definitely just play as many Stormbrains as you yeah. want, I think. You could play a few and then just keep one for the Karns. Like, that, yeah. and that's a lot of disruption against, like, it's suddenly a deck like creativity. They, they're like, wow, you know? Like, you have hate cards, yeah, for real. Yeah, like, like we don't know the list, but this is like a hate card that also gets fetched with Karn. So, yep. So that, that's what I thought that will happen. So, um, sorry, um, that's what I thought it happened. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, that's exciting. That, I, mean, I don't know. That's the, real news, yeah. right? Because for a while we were just kind of like, yeah. I don't know, stuff happened in modern, same decks, but an old deck like Eldrazi Tron rising back up to the top, that would be, I don't know. It's, that's more new than most things. So, uh, that's exciting. <laughs> I'll yeah, I mean, I actually like this kind of decks. I, I, I mean, I, I might try it. If I play some modern, I might just, uh, you know, give it a try because yeah, I, I mean, also, you know, have potential. No, okay, I mean, yeah, um, so we have a little Toolless Twin in second place, which is the person that actually posted the deck list on Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, Blood Mortide. I mean, we don't have the, the rest of the top eight, but 
it still looks like blue red is a deck you have to go through if you want to of do course. well i mean that's that's always true right like regardless of how strong uh, or well positioned murktide is it's always popular so you kind of do always have to go through it regardless i think yeah but it exactly is good, uh yeah and we still but also i wanted to point like uh creativity decks are also getting better because uh he played like two war bars like that's how deep uh, creativity now is established itself like a tier one in the metagame Wow. Like it's it's you know, like it remembers me of back in the day where everyone played like Stony Silence type of cards, except yeah. you can play Orvar in literally every deck. So I would be a little bit worried if I of was course. like a creativity gamer, because I mean even on Drastic Throne, like literally any single deck can have Orvar. Yeah. And I think creativity is reaching a point where most decks are actually having Orvar on the sideboard. And that's very dangerous because you can just like, I mean, you combo for one or for two, you put an Archon and you just lose to another Archon, like to the Orbar. And that's... Um, yeah, I assume know, I that see, like, yeah. creativity might be able to look for reasonable countermeasures, but it does suggest like a level of hostility that uh, usually doesn't bode well for most, um, most modern yeah, decks. It's very hard though, like it's very yeah. hard to counter that. I mean, you have to pick another creature basically because Orbar is perfect for Archon. Yeah. And any other creature is just like so much worse. It's, yeah, yeah. If, if it was like if it was close, thing, then we would just have played those creatures instead anyway. So yeah, exactly. clearly there's a cost to be paid. It's also just that if the metagame is enough that people are all playing Orvar in their sideboard, that probably means other people are picking decks that specifically beat creativity even without it. So if they don't have Orvar, that's probably even worse for you because it probably just means that they beat you without it anyway. Otherwise, you know, what are they doing, right? No, I mean, I mean, it's very style because like it's not like Blue Red falls through creativity. Like Blue Red has yeah. tools to fight against creativity. It's a counter spell deck, right? Mm. But they still play Orvar. That's that's um you know that's Ominous, scary. Yeah. Like this this weekend there's the Barcelona the the, um, the qualifier. Yeah. The qualifier for Napoli's. Mm-hmm. And well, I will not play because I'm qualified for the standard showcase finals, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, but for those playing, I mean, I think playing creativity is going to be a dangerous proposition this weekend. I mean, I will be... Makes sense. Uh, I will be, you know, like, I will try to find another another way. Maybe Drazitron, who knows? Uh, yeah, that's something I will definitely it. try. Is Eldrazitron a deck that's possibly, you know, something that could be a victim of metagaming as well, though? So- I don't know. Tron with... Storm, imagine you're playing, I don't know, you're playing Stonebrain, Dracitron, you play Stonebrain against Blue Red, you name Murtite, how is Blue Red going to kill you? It's not That's easy, you know? <laughs> actually a good question. Um, I, I know, uh, it's a lot to, there's a lot to explore there, you know, Dracitron is also a Chalice of the Boys deck, usually. Yeah, I mean, that's the appeal, the right? One, like, that used to be the thing. Chalice and the Stonebrain. That, yeah. you know, we used to joke that you could put Chalice of the Void and any cards together, and you would win, like, quite a few matches just because you had Chalice in your deck. But the better the rest of it gets, you know, then, yeah, it's quite a drastic upgrade if you can start to win games without relying on Chalice or being on the play and make cards like the Stonebrain make that possible. Uh, They're going to play Stonebrain and Chalice all day. Also, Chalice is accidentally great against Cascade decks. Yeah. You know, like, if you suspect your Cascade, you use Chalice or Shiro, and it's like a hate card. Well, I have to assume if you have both Chalice and Stonebrain against the Cascade deck, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, that's like... If you think like if you think through why Drusitron might be decent right now, things add up pretty fast. Like a challenge, like challenging a right. card. That's a, I mean the card, right. blah blah blah. You know, there's a lot Hang of on. things All going right. on. So we're suggesting people uh, try Eldrazitron. Do we know possible directions That's, for them yeah. to fight it? Because to fight against Eldrazitron, yeah, I assume they'll be. I assume you'll see a huge upset because that deck was so popular when it sucked, and if it doesn't suck, imagine how much more popular it will be, right? 
So do we have any suggestions as to how someone might look to combat it? I will say control decks has to have to be good against it, right? Like this uh, blue-white control with yeah, counter spells. I guess you don't care about either of the cards that we mentioned, highlighted as being good and exactly. you can trade efficiently with. I mean, you do care about this the stone ring for like at some extent, but, but it's not, not like much, the other decks, you know. Uh, yeah. When they yeah, resolve like, it, you're they, like, they all probably, right. Exactly. Like, yeah. You care about Karn. I mean, you have to. You, you have enough answers to kill all the threats. I think Control always is like this against Mortite. Hmm. Um, Control's also a deck that will have a lot of time to find cards like Orvar. So I think it could be a good, you know, a good week to to play Control if, if time is not an issue for you. Of course, and, yeah. Yeah, and also maybe some kind of like aggro decks, like you know, burn or hammer and the such. Those yeah, hammer, are hammer should be good. Bur maybe. Burn was kind of a flip yeah. against Odrazi Tron. I think usually whoever was on the play yeah. was ahead. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, hammer, but hammer but might also, just be great. Yeah, hammer is good. Hammer is good against the Odrazi Tron decks. Hammer is good against the um, like the blue, the the blue red type of decks as well. Mm -hmm. So I think hammer is decent there. Hammer is weak against Yawmoth most notably, but I think Yawmoth if. I mean, I expect a lot of blue-red decks this weekend as well, so I will be a little bit scared of playing Yagmoth compared to something like Hammer. So, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah. I will, if I ha was going to play the tournament, I would probably play Hammer. Yeah, so from, from what, what I mean, it sounds like... Game. I mean, I think Hammer is a more inherently powerful deck than Control, so if I'm looking for a deck yeah. to be... or to at least be good against Eldrazi Tron and the choices are Control or Hammer, then... I mean, either is fine, obviously, but Hammer sounds better in the dark i guess yeah but i will try to play Drus like i will test yeah. Rositron, and Definitely. if i find it good i will play it and if it's not good i will fall back to hammer that that's that could be my bet for the weekend oh well that's good so yeah if you if you if you go in there well you know i will be there though in the morning just chilling around so just uh feel free to say hi because i'm usually very you know quiet focused in the corner when i'm in tournaments but this time i will be in a tournament but i will just be like you know hanging around just chilling yeah so you know all right. to, that's to, uh, that's an high. open invitation. If you see Javier, go up to him and start talking to him about Eldrazi Tron. It's what he asked for. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I love discussing about magic decks, including Eldrazi Tron. So you know, you're <laughs> I feel you All don't right. know what you uh, you don't know what you signed yourself up for just now. But it's too late. You've already said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. So it's been recorded. No take backsies. So, yeah. No take backsies. Okay, yeah. deal. Uh, all right, so well, that's for what happened in modern. I think that's it's quite something. a good, yeah, interesting nice. thing. Yeah, yep. and well, let's move to Pioneer. Yep, uh, format we've played a lot lately because of the RC, RCQs, RC is the names. RC is yep. the names. Both, I guess. The, yeah. So yeah. what happened this weekend, Mister uh, RC Champion Anthony Lee? Uh, what did RCs? Yes. Uh, so the RCs that happened were in. Uh, South American one, I believe. Uh, that which 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 was uh won by Alejandro Sepulveda. I hope I said the name right. With mono red, which is Sepulveda, I guess. Sepulveda, okay. Um, one with mono red, which is uh, yeah, we we'll definitely talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. What a what a what a weekend for Marred. for comebacks, right? <laughs> like Eldrazi Tron mono red. It's like we've wound back the clock. Uh, and uh, the one in uh, one one by uh the Taiwanese one. Or Chinese Taipei, but let's say Taiwan, okay. <laughs> uh, the Taiwanese tournament won by Jim Tim Lee, uh, who, according to Haoshan Huang, is you know he's been working quite hard uh, for for a while now, and he won it with uh, black red, I believe. So uh, stuck, yeah. Good deck, but uh, already. So I guess the one that we uh, 
more interested in talking about. I mean, of course, Black Red, great deck, and seems like he's a great player, but Mono Red really captures our attention more, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, so the ugliest on the internet, it was like, ooh, that's that's something. You it know? has a lot Mono of copyright. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why do you think that happened? That's honestly tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, you tell me, I guess, because I am not sure where to start with this deck, because nothing about it seems like it's that different to previous Mono Red. So what made Mono Red better now? My guess would be that there's more Lotus, and I think this deck is good against Lotus. Lotus has, in general, like started doing a lot better, but... That happened at the same time as this, so were they just like one level ahead? I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, my read would probably be something like this person played this deck for a while and they just didn't lose too much with it, so they just pulled the trigger. That's my read in the situation. I don't think the deck was particularly good for the weekend, mm -hmm. but I mean, we've seen it in the past, like if you know a deck very well and you just play what you know, you know, sometimes cars go your way and you, you get the right lanes and... You know, I don't think I don't think it was like very good for the weekend, but I actually mm -hmm. think it will maybe be good going forward. Yeah, because of uh, because of what I just said, <laughs> I guess the exactly so, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But I think what happened in this tournament it was like you know hey this egg is like still acceptable because it was like it was it was good like half a year ago or so right mm -hmm. or one year. Well, we, oh, we were like playing it ago. about yeah about about half a year yeah that's when we were playing yeah. it yeah yeah. So this, I think this is a little bit like um. You know, hey, this egg is like a tier two now, but it's a decent tier two. This is not like a complete unplayable or anything. Yeah, definitely. And I think one big thing for Mono Red that I, I don't know if you will agree with, but I actually think this new uh, Black Red versions are way worse against Mono Red because they took the Hero Kalitas, which yes, was definitely. like a game breaker against that deck. Like yeah. I, I, playing aggro against Black Red, I always felt like Kalitas was the 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 big, you know, like you know, facing my head against the wall. <laughs> yeah, they, they've also um removed any kind of answer to Hazoret. Like, they used to have, have wait, like, for a while, uh, black-red decks had Hazoret for mirrors. Uh, then there were ways to kill Hazoret, uh, and then it disappeared. Uh, and then they, But now the answers to Hazoret have gone, and this deck has three Hazoret main decks, so you can definitely steal a bunch of games of black-red just slamming that thing, right? So... Uh, yeah, but, yeah, and she holds it not that great against Mono. Like, it's good, yeah. of course, but it's not Kalitas. Like Kalitas can be, Kalitas can be Hazoret, but Shieldred, you know, it's, it might be a bit tougher. <laughs> so tricky. yeah, you need something like Shieldred plus Croxa or something. Yeah, I mean, so I, was, I think that that's that has helped a lot for sure. Let's look at this respect for for main deck rampaging Frostedon. Like, yeah, I mean, beating Shieldred's very very possible when you have Hazoret, Frostedon, Ember Cleave. Yeah, I mean, this, this actually Very, looks like it's quite well yeah. thought out. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. But we don't know if this person played this egg beforehand or they were like, well, I'm going to exploit the fact that people do not play Kalitas anymore. Maybe it was a mix, but I see yeah. this deck and I can see this deck just being fine against Bagrat. Of course, I'm not like crushing because sometimes it's going to be like... Yeah, yeah, you know, point pressure, blah, 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 you know. But, but, but yeah. sometimes, I mean, these cards, like cards like Ferocity or whatever, they are also not super easy to deal with. From the black yeah. side, you have to have a revolted push, and you are or the uh, you know like the bigger cards like dreadboard or whatever, which is not very good against the rest of the deck. Yeah. So I, f I think this is a decent deck and definitely something I, I will have to try a little bit at least going forward because there's some upsides and yeah, Ferocity and also you know cool card. It was bad in standard somehow. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that that, that was for not pure win, win rate related reasons. They banned it because it was too centralizing, which is. A little yeah, different. Poor dinosaur. 
Uh, all right. Wow. Uh, so that's that's for the R6. And then in Pioneer uh, Online, oh, the showcase, you. we had this like Lotus Boom where Lotus is... Lotus Boom. Too. Very clever. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, Lotus is won the tournament. was a showcase qualifier, the showcase in the modern... I think it was there were like two in top four, something like that. I'm not sure, but at least yeah, I'm it sure also won a big won. event in Japan. It's just been like winning a lot. I mean, yeah, more than at any climbing. other point, to be honest. Like when Pioneer started yeah. as a format, people were like, "Wow, do they have to ban Lotus Field?" And it's winning more now than it was then. So <laughs> I'm not uh, to be clear. Well, I'm not suggesting in any way that they need to ban it. But I'm just saying, wow, like Lotus has never been this good, right? So well, we are now. Uh, we you all. Everyone heard it here. Anthony said they should ban Lotus Field. Uh, I'm glad you finally stepped Ugh. up into a banning conversation, Anthony. You know, you're a very, very brave player. So oh, Lotus man. is doing better. So if you remember what happened last time Lotus was good, metagames started to adapt with cards like uh, Alpine Moon and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is, though, like also Narset Traversals and the such, is now, by the presence of Poseju, like it's not that easy to interact with Lotus as it was before. Like before, you would play just uh, Alpine Moon and things will be like happy or whatever. But the deck plays three was you now. That didn't happen before. And I mean, last time Lotus was huge, right? Yeah. Maybe this time the deck is just like so good. There's also these like you know new technologies happening there, like the Hope Tender or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of things going on there. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's both. So the Lotus deck has improved a bit in terms of how it's built. I think also uh, the the metagame has shifted in a way that favored it. I think uh, probably the biggest thing that has led to Lotus suddenly surging, uh, and I think this is something that uh, Pascal Maynard alluded to in having chosen Lotus for the Canadian RC, is Mono Green has never been less now than since it first started uh, making its way into the format, right? Like Mono Green is at a low point now, uh, and that's kind of had a bunch of knock-on effects that have really helped out Lotus, I think. Um, so decks that might prey on Lotus are less good because they have less food in terms of Mono Green, and that has made an opening for Lotus. So yeah, and uh, Black Red also, of course, is very popular. And it's not a crushingly good matchup for Lotus, but you know, you're pretty happy to play against it as Lotus. So yeah, also uh, Phoenix is a good matchup. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, everything's I hate to play against. Yeah, exactly. For me, Lotus was off the table because we expected a lot of Mono Green, and the matchup against Mono Green felt like it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> like not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lotus was really good this week, uh, but I'm not sure it's gonna keep being that good. Like maybe mm-hmm. now the deck is just like too good, but I don't think that's gonna be the I case. That's so. like Mono Green is just crush it. Um, Mono Red for sure. Like I mean, I yeah, imagine just like, you playing Lotus and they just Mono Red you. It, it has to be like rough. Even yeah. decks like Mono White are not exactly like a cakewalk. Like Mono White, yeah. the more hate they play, the, the, the rough, rougher it becomes. Um, but we'll see though. The deck might be might be like powerful enough to to combat the the hate or the other decks. But I don't think that's gonna be the case. Like I think I mean, all the other decks they can also play like I mean, if Phoenix start packing like Narset Reversals, I mean, or Blackred could play cards on Necromancia. Necromancia is yep. like an actual hate card, right? Like those cards are are enough in my opinion to just um, keep a deck like a lot of in check yeah but i think the hate we'll cards see. against lotus are quite a bit stronger than the hate cards against any other deck like i think the closest thing you get is like maybe go blank or something against phoenix but even that's like not as good as the hate cards are against uh lotus and there are so many different ones like you have to like being able to play go blank against phoenix is pretty specific you almost certainly have to be playing black red 
But pretty much anyone can play a hate card against Lotus and it's going to be good. It's not the same extreme where literally anybody could put all of other all form in their deck and be good against creativity. But it's the closest we have in Pioneer in terms of the range. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. because yeah, like Phoenix has reversal. Yeah. Uh, Black Red, I mean, Nekomeshi can hit Lotus Field, right? Yeah. So if you land on the play, like, lights out, there's a game over. Or anyone could play, like, I mean, yeah, Damping Spheres or whatever. Even if they don't lock you out, they're going to be effective if they have any yeah. clock. Damping Sphere, quite good. I mean, the, yeah. Even the Stone Brain, I guess, also. Like, it, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of like, different so, parts. I think people can... Surely something from Mono White as yeah. well. Yeah, they, they, they could just Even Defining Silence, you know? Defining Silence is legal, right? Uh, Yep, sure is. Like Defining so. Silence is a hate card against both. You can also uh, get, just put, you can just get yeah. a creature version. It's like something like Archon of Amiria is super hard to beat because you can't even Bossage with it. Yeah, so like, Amiria. Wow, wow, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I think Lotus Field is... <laughs> yeah. I think Lotus Field is just like the deck that's just... Maybe in a vacuum, the most powerful deck, maybe that will be Mono Green, but like it's definitely as powerful as Mono Green in terms of like what it's doing. Mm -hmm. But they're just like the hate is just like very good. Like I expect in the next like month or whatever, everyone going to a tournament in Pioneer will have like an actual plan against Lotus because it's it's quite easy. Yeah, like you just throw three Archon of Amiri in your cyborg in Mono White or four, and the many game matchup becomes like much better. You put Phoenix, you put like some reversals, the matchup becomes much better. So. I think Lotus Field might not be great going so, forward the first two weeks or whatever, but we'll, I mean, it's the same as creativity. Like, the deck is I mean, so good that, you know... It's yeah, really, I mean, I think... I mean, we've new. drawn parallels with, you know, uh, Pioneer as a format to how old modern worked. It, what we're saying, it, makes me, it kind of reminds me of uh, how Dredge used to work, you know? Every now and then, Dredge just has, like, a monster run, and then people decide, okay, we had enough of that. <laughs> and, you know, it has to slink off back into the shadows. But if you stop paying respect to it it will come back eventually and yeah master you all over again exactly. maybe lotus is just like dredge was you know i mean this dredge was also quite similar actually like tough to interact with very powerful very weak to hate cards mm. maybe yeah it, it could probably be yeah i actually i like the comparison yeah yeah and that's um that's pretty much what's going on here going on but like uh i think lotus is relatively better compared to how dredge was yeah i, I agree with that um, so maybe yeah. maybe more something like I don't know. Yeah, more. I think Lotus is more similar to what KCI was in terms of like power level compared to the format. Well, <laughs> really good band eventually, but oh, so I mean, you, you were the you, one so saying we, so you, so Lotus, you're on record so, saying yeah. that you think Lotus should be banned. Then, so that's it's good that you're willing to. Oh, to get I will definitely. I, I like. I I don't I don't mind playing against Combo. I guess because I played a lot of Eternal or whatever. But I do think having like decks that are very hard to interact with being like on t t tier one bracket of formats is not cool that's true i think yeah i remember you've mentioned like, that before yeah that's very yeah, true. I, yeah i don't enjoy it like i will probably enjoy pioneer more if lotus was not there because even if you have like okay you play in phoenix and you play against lotus and you have the reversals and therefore the matchup becomes actually fine or whatever it is still like this uh cyborg coin flip game where if you draw the cyber card you win and if you don't you lose yeah, it's just slots right which yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. it's a good matchup because of that it's like playing Leyland against Switch. like it's good yeah, it's it makes the matchup good the games are super binary but it's not like yeah. fun yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't particularly I enjoy it so I mean for me I will prefer Lotus Field to be banned for fun reasons because I'd rather play like you know yeah like Blue Red against uh, Control or whatever than playing against Lotus, even though with enough cyber cards, it's going to be a good matchup. Because also, if your cyber cards, yeah, like if they happen to be good, then your opponent doesn't function and you just kill a 
corpse like it, they didn't function right like if you just yeah. extirpate the lot to somehow it's not fun so. one person yeah. is not playing the game either way <laughs> just deciding exactly. who it is exactly so exactly. either it's them or it's you so for me yeah i mean i will i, I don't strongly believe this okay. so we we'll just, we'll just need to get Mega to update his sign the one that he's going to put yeah. outside wizards so white plume adventurer plus lotus field all right so we just need to make a wish list yeah, like I saw, I saw some people in Twitter complaining about the Lotus Field, though. I think it was really. No, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, Everybody some people complain about whatever. Like, yeah, like, like also playing paper against Lotus is a little bit worse, I guess, because you're just there sitting for two minutes while they just loop, uh, you know, ultimatum, and then leave. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't take that long. And if they know what they're doing. It's, it's not. Yeah, that but bad. still, like, you know, it's like a, you go three minutes of like just waiting and whatever, you know, like it's it's um. That's I understand why the experience is not great. We have this before. We had this KC. I mean, KCI, whatever, were longer, but yeah. the were combat decks were good and also slow. And I think that's a little bit meh. It's not a scape shift where they just scape shift yeah. and you die. It's just more, like, <laughs> more convoluted. And you know, I, I don't hate it specifically, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ask me, like, yeah, I will enjoy it more. Like, I don't think uh, having this kind of combat decks add too much at this point. I think it's cool that they can happen. They can happen, and you know, people can break it or yeah, whatever. The, the idea is more fun than the execution. I think. <laughs> yeah, once yeah. established, um, there's no. And it's like a good slow combo deck. Gets all fast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for me, it does get all fast. Like, yeah, I, that makes sense. I think it does. Yeah, um, and Monorin is like in the middle of that kind of thing, just because of the current combo. Yeah, it's kind of pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's it's on the on the edge, you know. Like I probably st- I think it might be better to have a format with a monorin, but then again, monorin is easy to interact with because you can kill the elves. You can, you know, there's a lot of things you can the do. Hate cards, yeah. But lots of well. yeah, you can just play removals to kill the creatures and they don't have mana or devotion or whatever. But lots bloom, you just cannot interact. Yeah, the yeah. bigger thing is that I think the hate cards for Lotus you have to like because I I wouldn't put like. Cut stuff like Necromantial or Damping Spirit in my deck unless it's for Lotus, but against Black Red, I might just have those cards anyway. It's not like Extinction Event or Pithing Needle, uh, you know, useless in other matchups. So it's the cost of fighting Monogreen is much lower than yeah. Lotus, and I think that makes the outcomes less binary as well in terms of deck construction. The also, the games are more interesting, right? Like, yeah, for like sure. playing against Monogreen, well, they can play it on Extinction Event, but you can also have the Extinction Event. You can, you know, there, there's a play. little bit you of play the the exhortation. There's not that much tension, be- you know, when you have like Damping Sphere. Yeah, it's just like, you can't do things. <laughs> Damping Sphere, you know, yeah. like it's a. That's that it. Makes sense. So, you have to kill it or your combo doesn't function. In, so and guess, that's it. Yeah, like in terms of, you know, actionable stuff outside of putting a sign outside Wizards HQ, I guess we're telling people uh, respect Lotus because it's doing very well again yeah. and you can probably put a stop to and that. Ban Lotus Field so please also. do. But ban Lotus Field, please. And yes. uh, yeah, maybe uh, Mono Red, it's harder to tell. We don't think it's uh, necessarily like reshaping the format or anything, but and we think it's more likely that the player who won just knows how to play the deck and had a good list. I mean, looking at the list, it looks well-tuned. But uh, clearly, if, you, if, if you're in that position where you understand the Mono Red deck well, then yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead, go ahead, because it, it, it looks good now. It looks yeah. well-positioned. Like, it's a lot, a lot of the things that yeah. made it unappealing before no longer apply, right? That's what we're saying. Also, more Lotus usually means less Phoenix, yeah. So because players often overlap. Yeah, so go Monred. Yay. All right, uh, let's move into Standard, shall mm-hmm. we? Yes, a great format. Standard. Yes, uh, format great format. 
For no, that's not the format of a people. Um, well, there's multiple formats of the people. Standard is one of them. No, there's, there's only one. Okay. It depends on we'll if Mango's here or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so standard. Well, we didn't talk about the standard last week because we had like a lot yep. of things to unpack. And we knew well, we'd be talk about here, yeah. it a little bit yep. because uh, quite a bit has happened in uh, standard yeah. these weekends. Um, Let's start. I guess. I mean, so two weeks ago. I qualified for the standard showcase with Rixis. Uh, that tournament was honestly like a mirror match festival. Of course. You just played against, I think, one soldiers, one Mardu, and then just like all the, any other deck was mirror match. Mm-hmm. Of Rixis, um, midrange slash control, however, um, based on the um, Nathan Stewart deck. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so the tricky part here is pretty much no one had the same deck. Like, it was all Rixis's. <laughs> But for example, I played Invoke and no She Holdred. Mm-hmm. I played against opponents with uh, Invoke and She Holdred. I played against opponents with She Holdred and like um, Geek's Command mm-hmm. and more spells from other colors. And uh, like I also played against No She Holdred commands. Like, I just played against like all There's the all combinations. There's all kinds of combinations, yeah. Well, different ways yeah. you can build it, yeah. So it feels like highly unsolved because like all the decisions you make. You know, they kind of impact on how you build your deck and it cascades, right? Yes. Once you have the invoke, you know, it's a little bit like that. Well, I mean, it's interesting because there's also like the there are other decks. Uh there's like these Esper decks that are like a little bit weak against Grixis, particularly against the Invoke Grixis, but they are great against everything else that's not Grixis. Uh so it's a tricky situation to be in. Um also not that are like uh you know, like a little bit of new decks as well. Mardu, um, which is like Mono White Splash, the package of uh, Harvester and uh, Fable, also White oh, decks, oh, and yeah. also Red decks make, making top 18 challenges. There's a lot happening in a standard. What what do you think? It's kind of wild. Like, uh, yeah, everything seemed like quite stable for the first couple of weeks, and then somehow the floodgates just opened and all of the decks are coming out again. Um, kind of makes sense to me because you can build a variety of strategies to try to attack Grixis. I think Grixis is a more attackable deck than Esper generally, and I think that's kind of where these white type decks come. Like I think Mono White and Madu are probably relatively similar in terms of the metagame angle that they exist on. Um, so it's kind of like uh, Grixis is a little ahead against Esper. Esper is ahead against uh, the other category, and then other is probably overall like pretty decent against Grixis, especially these decks like Mardu or Mono White. Um, yeah, and, and and even the Grixis decks themselves, like they have quite a wide range because we don't even agree on stuff like is Shieldred the Apocalypse a good card? That's a big question mark. Um, that 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 is huge. Like I see it as like this this Shieldred dilemma where Shieldred um, is a good answer to Shieldred, mm-hmm. and it's a card that it's. It's the best card in standard, I think, at this point. Oh, and really? Yeah, I think I think it's defined more game rather than fables. Well, oh. the thing about fable is fable. I, f- I feel I'm feeling lately like fable is worse at winning games than she holds it because fable does not behave like it does not impact these late games once players have sweepers like Geeks, the Geeks Command, for example, mm-hmm. or the Brotherhoods that are like. Commonly oh, played now, main deck. Yeah, it's similar to the mid hook situation, but yeah. she holds it. It's just like you know, like not that easy to undo, and and it plays very well against the chapter number two of the fable. Mm-hmm. 
but it falls to go for the throat. Yeah, it's and tough. <laughs> so sometimes I sit down and play with three shoeholders, and then I play with zero, and I'm like, well, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because like shoulder this, yeah, it, it's it's strange. Like it, you play against Agro, for example, and it's a great card. Like if you play against uh, white soldiers without shoulder, like sometimes you're on the draw, they go creature, Thalia, whatever, and fables and corpse operators will not save you. You know, but shoulder the wheel. Yeah, I think the way um, I would characterize shoulder in general is that it's, I mean, a high risk, high reward card, and that's that's more obvious because it's also like just not the kind of card that is typically good in standard. Um, it's typically the value cards are the cards that succeed in standard, but I think that's actually what makes Shieldred particularly valuable because it is the card that is uniquely positioned as a high risk, high reward card because everything else is like lower risk, lower risk. Like Fable is a very good card because it's so consistent in the amount of value that it gives you, but um, it is quite slow, obviously. And as you say, like people can actually, you know, like uh, how, how good it is starts to become capped when, when people can actually interact with it now that there are sweepers in the format but with Sheldred, um the good thing about Sheldred is that it can steal games from behind in a way that a lot of the other snowballing cards don't like if you're very behind fable is often not going to be that good anyway um but Sheldred might steal it for you right um and i think that's something that yeah, yeah exactly. happens because it's high risk high reward so i think Sheldred. like you're playing against mono red you know mono yeah. red is like you lose the lateral fable you play fable they shock it and you're like oh they attack you for four I'm dead and, yeah but, yeah. Um, so I think that's if if Sheldred, I think you can make you know thinking about it more. I think you can reasonably make a case for Sheldred being the best card, not because of pure power level, because I think that's not really true because of what you mentioned and what we've always known that Fable, it can just yeah. trade with like a two mana removal spell, and that's a pretty terrible trade. But that it's more unique in its function in being like a high roll, low roll card, and you, standard just doesn't have any other cards like that that are viable. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, maybe maybe Shodrid is the best card, and yet maybe not one that you should play. I think that's not it's actually even clear. weirder. Like it's yeah. even weirder because with what we said so far, well, the usual answer, especially with a deck like looting and the, with looting effects, mm -hmm. you say like, well, then you play a one-off. Yeah, like that's the that's the uh, conventional, like conventional the building uh, says, right? Yeah. Well, then you just play one, so you will have uh, that effect in some situations. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that's not exactly how it played out in my experience because so Shieldred has like a, this efficient two mana answer that's often like a three off index, mm -hmm. but this card also doesn't have like that many targets. Yeah. So it's quite easy often for your opponent to save one for Shieldred. So it's a card that when you draw it and one is good, you actually kind of want to have two. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you either it's, overload it's them, strange. like, you never want to draw as many Shieldreds as they have efficient answers, right? Like, either you draw none and they draw one, that's good for you. If you, you draw two yeah. and they draw one, that's good for you. You draw one and they draw exactly. one. Ah. Like, so often I win with the second Shieldred or I lose to the second Shieldred. It's actually somewhat similar to what happened in the the, um, the Pioneer testing with, against mm -hmm. Phoenix, where, you know, you play Shieldred, they kill it, and then you play the second one and you win. Yeah, it happened a lot. And yeah. Yeah, a lot. So that's why we play three, right? Yeah. And here, uh, it's kind of like happening the same. Like I want, I like to have like three. I even played a little bit of four shoulders, or like straight zero, and that makes it even more difficult because 
if you play four shoulders or three, you have to construct your deck differently. Yes, definitely. In terms of flexible boarding. Yeah. And zero also, like, it, it's a typical difference, right? Mm -hmm. But I felt like one or two shoulders was a spot I never wanna, wanted to have. And that goes, then again, it, at least for me, goes against my like preconception of how deck building works for this kind of cards. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't know Dude. what you think about this, but I think that's pretty strange. I, slash I, deep. I, I guess the way I would try to reconcile it is that so often just historically like over the last few years and still more recently is that standard is i think as brad nelson used to say often about uh trying to line up threats and ounces you know um and i guess the shoulder working in this way means that playing one or two is exactly how it, it's 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 the way in which uh, your threats can line up the worst against the answers the most often uh for the reasons that we just outlined so I, I guess Ooh. in that way we can try to fit it into the existing paradigm of standard, but it is just a different card to what is normally good in standard and good different to everything else in standard, which is what makes it so tricky to build with. Um, but that's kind of interesting, I guess, because it's it's a bit unusual that we say, yeah, this is the. I mean, you, you think it's the best card, and I'm not sure about it, but I could see it being the best card. And yeah, this is the best card. You should maybe play zero of them, or maybe you should play three. Not really sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, like Gritz is is being yeah. good for me, but also it often has to do with how good she already is mm -hmm. against the answers they have for, for my deck, because against like, Gritz is the, like has problems with uh, stuff that invalidates this like Fable uh, yeah, Constellation engine. But those like you know like I play against Mono White, Shoulder just beats them often. Like it's very hard to induce Shoulder once they don't have like one of the few removals. Yeah, and you that's don't get all the that decks. Long. Like decks yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. I honestly I struggle a little bit at just fully understanding how this uh shoulder dance works. And I'm looking forward into like playing more so I can get a big better grasp, grasp of it. Of because yeah. I, I yeah, I like I think that's very interesting. And a better I'm doing this, um, this journey, yeah, this journey of like the, the understanding the how how this works it's been you know i think you will enjoy well, it i mean it's why we like it standard. right like we love to learn like being good at magic is often about relearning things or learning things as opposed to just having you know great fundamentals or whatever i mean fundamentals are more about learning than having memorized some kind of divine underlying rules or whatever and children is so interesting because it's so different so we kind of have to figure out how cards like this um work uh, yeah, in, in yeah, in a way, it's feeling like knowing things beforehand is actually like hard, like bad for understanding. Sure, well, I mean, it's, it's literally a prejudice, right? A very unique card, prejudgment, yeah. prejudice. Like, I mean, that's why people kind exactly. of slept on the card, right? Because it doesn't look like a card that's good and standard. So, and that that was based on our previous heuristics for what was good and standard. So now that's changed, and you know, stuff like our deck building heuristics also have to change. Uh, so well, I'm give she really was the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm gonna give give her ten out of ten of in terms of design to this yes. card. Fascinating card. You know? And we'll try to get it's back to you. Maybe next week we'll know. This week we can only tell you maybe it's the best card, and that means you should play zero or three. And maybe by next week we'll know we'll or have a four. better idea. Or four. It could or be four. four also. It could be possible, yeah. Well either it's like it's a lot or none at all. And maybe we'll have a better idea by next week. But that's the question and you know, we encourage you to also explore that yourselves because it is a really interesting question. 
Yeah, I will try to figure out before the weekend, hopefully, for I mean, the yeah, Standard that would be Showcase. Good. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't know. Like, I mean, question. you guys know, like, yeah. your listeners know that we only talk about things that we can talk. We're never, like, holding anything back. So, yeah. for real, I don't know. And I will try to figure we out. We are telling you weekend. very honestly that we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 very close. But we like to. Like, because, yeah, like, I play with three and I play with zero. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know? I mean, if you have some idea, if you have some, if any listeners have some interesting thoughts about it, you know, tell us. This might be something yeah. where they shouldn't send it to at Mango09 because he'll probably, no, yeah, he would be just for, be for the bad feedback or whatever, it's Mango09. For the magic suggestions, you can tag uh, Javier the Magic or MTG band card. I probably won't see. Just, just, just ask Javier. Uh, yeah, you can just tag Javier. Yeah. yeah. I will chain, channel it to, um, to Anthony. Yeah, you know, but the podcast, even though we said this, it's not over yet because there's still some uh, things to touch. Definitely, because I mean, shall we? Yeah, that, I was just I just got distracted by that, but maybe we should have talked. Uh, we should talk about the white and red decks themselves, right? Because we've oh, talked. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we yeah, can't. We sure, can't just, sure, yeah, sure. those are very important. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we just thank got, you, Anthony. Yeah, we just so, went on yeah. a diversion. Yeah, anyway, go on. There's this like uh, white and red decks happening, like mm-hmm. mono white, uh, Mardu and red decks. We touch them a little bit but, but we, we should actually talk yeah. about like why yeah like yeah. why are they good i mean anthony probably knows why, why are they good well i think these decks are like i well, specific i mean they're two different I mean, i'll talk about the white and the madu decks first i guess i think these decks are just they have all the cards that are really really good at fighting these grindy matchups so especially mono white has cards there's threats that line up extremely well against a lot of the answers that we're playing now so all the answers that are good against yogurt are kind of awful against sanctuary warden sanctuary warden I think is a big part of why these decks can succeed in mid-range mirrors because um, it's great against invoke it's great against the go for the throats or destroy evils or infernal grasses that you use to destroy cards like shieldred um so these decks are mostly just built on a ton of value in sanctuary warden i think um there's an interesting threat that started up that appeared in the madu mid-range uh in in particular which was steel seraph that card was way better than i expected um that's the new prototype yeah the new prototype angel man the realization is what it does because Uh, i never knew it say again sorry can you tell us what the card does okay so it is uh one white white i'm just going to read the mode that you're probably going to cast it's a one white white three three uh angel with flying at the beginning of combat on your turn you can give target creature you control your choice of flying vigilance or lifelink and the biggest side is a six mana five four but most of you're gonna cast it as a three mana three three, but it could also be a six mana five four if you want. Um, but this card, why is this card good? So yeah, it doesn't look very it doesn't look very assuming. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie, like the, the rate is not very good, but it just happens to line up really well against a lot of the removal that's being played. So you can't go for the throat it, you can't destroy evil it, uh, you can't you can play around the emperor with it by giving stuff vigilance and cut ha- down also cut down yeah okay. cut down as well three three being the magic stat line. Uh, you know, Blood Tithe Harvester. But also, like, having flying and granting flying is actually quite relevant in terms of, like, clocking people. So, for example, like, this is a really good way to, like, beat the wedding announcement. You can just race it with this card. Um, and it kind of plays well with the other cards in the deck as well. So it also features a lot of Archangel of Wrath, which is a card that has suddenly started seeing way more play again. And that also works very well in these, like, grindy mid-range mirrors, but also with these racing situations that turn up with cards like Steel Seraph. So that's a way you can trump like this mess that, you know, anyone who's played like enough standard in the last few months knows that the board gets very clogged with, you know, there's just tokens and enchantments and 
whatnot everywhere. But flying is a pretty good way to get around that, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, Steel Seraph and Archangel of Wrath are cards that seem oddly well positioned, as well as Sanctuary Warden. And I think those are why these like White and Mardu decks have started rising up. They've kind of figured out and the, how, how to like get around these messes, go over the top of these messes. Well, literally go over the top yeah, of flying, but I still Seraph get, hit, let them yeah. hit a critical mass. Exactly. Like yeah. the Alter the Angel, like I got my Fables killed a lot of times. For, it's very uh, annoying. For, yeah. It's very upsetting. Yeah, for the <laughs> Angel killed your Fable. Like, come on, Fable. Like that, that's yeah. one of the reasons why Fable actually has been a little bit worse for me. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's playing a lot of cards that are good against Fables, but sure, yeah. it can be the Angel or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I will probably try a little bit of this prototype card. It doesn't still look great, but, yeah, that, I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, like Shield doesn't like, look great either, you know? Like the, the, uh, I mean, like, yeah, the Steel Seraph, I think, is more clearly, like, like Shield actually has a good rate. Like, Steel Seraph doesn't have a good rate, but it just happens to land up really well against the interaction that's good against the rest of the format. And the ability is, I mean, the abilities are also better than they seem. Like flying, flying, or flying plus flying, lifelink, or vigilance, all come up in different spots, and I guess that's the classic. You know, modal cards are better than they look, but it's really yeah, quite true. Yeah, so lifelink, yeah. lifelink, pretty good against shoulder in a way, I guess. Yeah, I found that quite you quite know, hard to beat as well. Yeah. Um, so if you flying lifelink can actually cancel a little bit of what shoulder does. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, or if you I mean, play against uh, the other deck that's appeared <laughs> this weekend, huh? Yeah. It's a good segue, huh? Yeah. Uh, mono red. <laughs> hey, look, it's uh, mono red uh, in more than one format has returned after yeah, a dire absence. New yeah, mono red. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe you can talk a bit about mono red because I think that's more your your forte. Well, I played some games with it already uh, mm-hmm. because you know love me a good mono red deck. Of course, fervent champion. I don't really follow what's going on here. I just like. I mean, no. <laughs> it just wins games by having Kumano Swiss spear and burn your creatures because. The Grixis creatures are like Fable is a great card, but it's not good in defense. Yeah, like if they're attacking you, that's the only situation where Fable is bad. Mm-hmm. It's not always good. And you know, if you Fable and they play Shock, uh, I mean, that's how the Mara deck wins. And also Lightning Strike, like once again, Lightning Strike makes it so like if you go to six life, you die to two copies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's um, an important part of this red deck, I think. Makes I mean, sense. I don't think it's great, but. But, like, the more Sanctuary Wardens are there, the better Mono Red becomes. Like, I mean, Sanctuary Warden, it's well-positioned in this format specifically, but in terms of, like, what six-mana cards have been played in a standard, like, in the last 20 years or whatever, 10 years, it's pretty bad. Like, it's not yeah. Elspeth's champion, it's not, like, Infernal Titan or whatever. It's just, Yeah, like, definitely. It's a... F- it's, it's, I don't remember many weaker sixes that were played because of just, like, face value. Do you? I don't know. Uh... We haven't played that many six drops in general uh, over the last few years. I think the most formats have not been as con- like we've spent six mana a lot just playing a straight up six six drop though. It's pretty different because I yeah, mean there's six, so many six mana six six nowadays, good. you know. So yeah, but like, I mean yeah, but if you play six, it was like often like a very strong yeah, something absolutely game breaking, right? Even a five, even fives like I know like Nisa, she's a wolf. They, they were like better cards. Like this one. <laughs> Like sometimes I lose to the car, but I feel like, well, this card's so bad. But still <laughs> yeah, it's, beat, it, it just got over the me. line. <laughs> but like, yeah, but the, the, this card is like, it looks to me like a five mana card that happens to cost six, that happens to be well positioned in the metagame. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Like I don't think That's, it's like that much more uh, powerful look, than like owl or whatever. So 
Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, okay. it's, yeah. So the more people play cards like this, the better that like Monorite becomes. It because, makes sense. Because so... Monostadi, so Spear doesn't care about, you know, this six mana, five, five. It uses taxi for one through one. That's kind of a good callback to the Pioneer one, right? So like the deck is not inherently super powerful, but it's a good metagame exploit against what people have started doing. They started getting too big and you can just undercut them with Monastery Swiss Spears type cards, I guess. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the issue for me, Marat, the, the issue is to crack a way to have a good cyborg. That's always a challenge in this kind of decks. Yeah. But it's very easy in many formats to make a monitor deck that's actually good in one. The problem Best is one, to yeah. make your deck good against what they can do for cyborg because Grixis yeah. suddenly becomes like a turbo removal deck. Um, yeah, their tools are always way better than ours. Curve. Exactly. Yeah. So you need a way to have like a good cyber plan. Um, and that's where, you know, I've seen like some recording by Buster, some like Elder Dragon Wars, whatever it's called, mm. Saga for Mana. Yeah, the, yeah, the there are different War. ways. Yeah. Yeah. There's Jaja. There, there's a lot of ways to build a deck, to build a cyborg. Uh, and I think the trick, tricky part is there. I will certainly try a little bit to see if I can make that work. I don't have like a super high hope. Yeah. That, but I think it could work. Like if it works. I, I, mean, I am a little I, bit unenthused just, you know, looking at the options because. It feels like these would make sense against someone who's just trying to kill all your stuff. But the problem is these decks kill all your stuff and then they play threats that turn the corner quite quickly. So stuff like Chandra or Reckon a Bankbuster is actually going to be too slow. Like it would be good if you're playing as a control deck that was actually just kill, 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 kill. And if they fail to kill all your cards, you win. But against a deck like Grixis that can slam, you know, Shieldred or Esper that can Rafine or Owl you and you don't have that long to get back, uh, get back in the game. I, yeah, I... I, I do suspect that the sideboard options for Monored are not good enough because they're only good against someone purely trying to attrition you. Um, they, yeah, that could be true. Yeah. But it's, it, mm. it's worth trying for sure. Also, yeah, there's another card that, that's very good in Monored is the Reckless Impulse, a two, aka 2 mana zero two. Mm -hmm. That That's a very strong card that also, if a slower cyber plan works, it will probably base it because that card lets you do it. Exist. No, that seems reasonable. Like, you know, because if you Jag is full removal and all the cards are doing then the looting fable is war like you can actually cancel a fable with a good hit on this card, right? Like in a way. Yeah, definitely. Because we have like a very exactly. So that that's um that's a very good card. Also, I mean, it's a deck that could cyber into fables as well. Uh, not something I haven't seen, but it's something cool work. You I know, could if there's a see way that. to actually make that work. Yeah, if people, if, if you play, yeah, like, people just try to remove all you yeah. out of the game. You play Fable. Exactly. You, know how that you can play like Impulse, Fables, and a okay, little bit okay. bigger cards, like a Tsushi or whatever, but no, not like full control, but just like yeah. mid wrenching again. I just happen to like, if you can get to a 50 50 situation, that's fine because game one is going to be good for you. So, that makes I think sense to me. Red has some, some potential, some ideas. I will try to explore some of them, but I also don't have like a lot of time because I will have some friends coming here for um, for the Barcelona tournament. But I will try mm -hmm. my best to try the, the red decks win. Red wins once again, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So well, that's, that, that's my some directions for people to try. I guess figure out this exactly Grixis pile. With the most important question of which is what do we do with Shieldred, and maybe take a look at these uh, white based <laughs> mid range and control decks and. Then after that, if you have some extra time, uh, some red aggro, see if you can figure out how to uh, how, how to make that uh, line up a little better against post board games. I guess. Alrighty, yeah, so. that's my plan for for the week. 
even though I'm going to like reverse order because I'm going to start with uh, Marat for sure. And if It'll anything time, goes I wrong, I will, <laughs> yeah, I will probably ask Anthony for an S for Douglas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't usually talk about how we're going to prepare tournaments, but this is special because it's only me, and also it's like uh, you know, like I haven't started yet. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. You know, give, give people an idea of like what I mean. I get they, it would give people an idea of what we do generally, but also. I mean, we don't have the answers, but we would like you to learn how to get those answers, I guess. So, uh, exactly. yeah, there you go. There's, there's your roadmap. <clears throat> All uh, right. Yep. Now we shall move, right? Yes. That's, uh, Meng will be happy because, as Anthony said, he's on his way to Seattle to fight for the rights of the non-initiative um, legacy players. Mm -hmm. This last weekend, I went to Italy, to Bologna which is a great place to go for uh, good food and tournaments. Uh, there, okay, as we, we explained last week, um, the uh, legacy European Legacy Master happened. Me and Mengu played there. I think Mengu lost the winning in. I oh. got a uh, swift zero to drop. Oh. Uh, that's that's um, less painful, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that's less painful. Yeah, I, I mean, the tournament was a good, like, I, I like being there. It's also a venue where you can have, like, this ice cream and all this, like, pizzas or whatever it's actually ridiculous so. um mango is just sends us these pictures and you know all, all, all of us magic players have played in big tournaments you know you're used to convention center food it's really nothing special in most places but italy really seems they, re they really go the extra mile <laughs> uh, yeah wow really good like i just landed there on friday morning and the first thing i did was like yep i'm gonna get a huge gelato like it's it's like cold but whatever, it's never cold enough to have a good ice cream. And it was very good. The pistachio ice cream there was like sick good. Like pistachio? I've been on the line later in the weekend. Pistachio, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was there and there was like a guy that sounded like a Spanish accent or whatever. And he asked for an ice cream and I, talk, I had to tell him like, dude, the pistachio one is just like broke. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> wow. I was like, just very good. So yeah, I opened the weekend uh, with... Um, with a huge ice cream and it was yeah it was a very very good one we had like these uh, huge dinners we also had this um mango birthday dinner as well ah uh, yeah that's right we yeah, were, yeah yeah um so it was really cool birthday. i i won a small side event on sunday uh all nice. school one um speaking of which just to respect the order did you win any tournament this weekend anthony uh, <laughs> that's, uh no i don't think so did i oh um, no no, no did i, I did win know. some random APAC league thing that involved a draft where, you know, I mean, but whatever, you know, I got a trophy, did nothing big. Yeah. A win is a win, Anthony, though. Uh, that's, I guess. That's what yeah. you say. I mean, <laughs> all right. So back to the, you, that's what happened. We're going to have Mingo here, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back to the <laughs> European Racing Masters, ELM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, basically, uh, I played there. I played the uh, Bura Delver with um, Unchamber Circle in the sideboard, the pro white creature. I played, I, Tested for the tournament, tested the slash work with uh, Alberto Baku from Spain, mm -hmm. uh, which is the guy that put the means can in the cyborg. I also played that in my cyborg for the tournament, uh, as well as this parade. Mango played eight cast with uh, Torpor Orb as well. So we definitely uh, respected the white initiative a lot. It ended up being like one of the second most played deck, just like well. a little bit behind <laughs> Alvar only, which is, I don't think I've seen that. For a new deck in times, Legacy like, to receive two weeks. And yeah, like to the that's weeks, rapid, and it almost becomes like the most played deck. That's that's just amazing. How, what like, what do you think caused that? Like, is it that good, or is there other external factors <laughs> that meant that it caught on so quickly? Or what's what's it going on? It is very good. Like okay. it, it is extremely good. Like Whoa. 
the deck that was running the the tables there in like the the last chance qualifiers for the mocks, the deck is just super strong. Also, like somewhat easy to play compared to other decks. Sure. Which you know that that this field was kind of rough, like it was full of good players. So mm-hmm. a deck like this is a little bit more attractive than it could be in other situations. But the deck is just extremely good and. There were a lot of like cards like Topper Orbs and such, but it's mm-hmm. still won a tournament. So um, oh. the to- the tournament was won by um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Samuel Thaurkak. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but it was like mono white, and the, and the big take was on the sideboard. He played Anti Shine Kanushi. Do you know this card? Uh, yeah, it's basically in this deck. It's basically one one protection from white, right? Exactly. So one is... one protection from white, <laughs> three off on the sideboard, just to be the mirror matches. That's uh, like uh, that card was not in the map even for me. Like, that's advanced. I, mean, I, I, had I like that. That's wow. I mean, they knew it was <laughs> going to be popular. The deck the was good. They're ready for the mirror. But... Exactly. Like the deck was so good. Like I think at this point we can just basically confirm that this deck somewhat like broke legacy. Like that Blue Red Delver has taken like in years and players like you know thousand players playing the deck or whatever around the world. Like it's just a deck that everyone plays. And there's like this somewhat big level tournament, and the deck that has two weeks, it just gets played as double. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, and yeah, I barely pay attention yeah. to Legacy, and I know about this deck, and like I know that a deck catching on this fast is big news. Like, even a non-Legacy player knows that this is a big deal. So, exactly. Oh. But also, <laughs> just yeah, this was a field where players like I mean, we play like pro red. Like, it's very rare in, in Legacy to play a narrow cyber card. Uh, extremely yeah. rare because there are a lot of different decks mm-hmm. so you don't play a card that's only good against lands you play a card that's good against lands but also against animator which is surgical extraction like you never play narrow cards because mm-hmm. you don't have enough space we didn't respect that rule we just went for full only narrow card because how good this deck was and so did many players yet like it's still one of them and also another I think it was like two or three in the top eight as well like that that that's I think Legacy is, has been like somewhat broken from, from like this just broke it pretty much do, in my opinion. Do you, like, do you think it? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's a good thing that Legacy had a big change like this? Or, or I, I don't think this change is good. Right. Like I think some changes are are cool. I actually believe Legacy is not particularly worse after the uh, Modern Isons one. I didn't dislike Ragavan there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is a different thing, though. This is the. Um, so this is a highly uninteractive deck that just popped out of nowhere and in like two, three weeks it just became like the best deck. It kind of think, feels like this deck is yeah, the best it deck just kind of format. overwrote like, what was going on in yeah, Legacy. I mean okay. in, in Mango Wards, like this is a pure luck deck. This is like oh, a nine out of ten luck that. deck at least. Could be a ten out of ten luck deck. This is a, I mean I think this is just ten. a luck deck. Really? And suddenly a luck deck is the best deck in Legacy. Like, imagine a format where a pure luck deck is the best deck. I can imagine that's, that. That's, that's not that hard to imagine. <laughs> um, mm, well, I mean, yeah. it's not a very common thing, though, because yeah, it's often true. like a mix. But Yeah. But, yeah, this is some... I mean, it's huh. not as stream as something like Hogak, but it's, you know, just imagine Tron is the best deck by a lot. That's pretty much it. I guess the other uh, thing as well is deck, that... You know, yeah, like, Legacy is a lot about continuity, right? Like, people like Legacy because they like certain things. And that thing yep. is super not whatever this is. So. Exactly. Like I think uh. this weekend for me personally it was like it was a big test for this deck because there was like also a five hundred tournament on Sunday. I think uh-huh. it was like one at least in the top eight initiative. Uh but 
Saturday was the tournament where like the there was like seventy players and there were like all it was like five players per country or something like that. Four. They invited like the most famous slash mm-hmm. yeah good the players right? from every country. Yes. Yeah. So so the, the field was like an average pretty high, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, in this tournament that I could just I mean I haven't seen the win rate metrics, but you just could no. like. You can see it, you know, like this, yeah. this deck is the like if a legacy deck in two weeks is able to beat the established decks while these decks play narrow cards like, yeah, like Torpor or two mana. Like, I mean, I'm just I want to stress enough in the fact that I was playing in this Delver, which is the most efficient deck in history or whatever, a two mana three one pro red, uh, pro white because it had pro white. That's it. Like, th- wow. th- that that's how good this deck is. And well, we even yeah. cut also, we'll play one part of Blast in the main deck to play more removals for this deck under such like a lot of like small concessions or whatever, but it didn't matter. Like the, the deck is just like still too good. I... And this is not like, yeah, like players, uh, they don't like new cards. Mm-hmm. They're complaining because they're new cards or whatever. Like this is a, this, this just broke the main. I mean, I we can just say, say this, like, right? Like uh, me and Javier specifically. Um, and maybe the carnies in general, I don't know, but the two of us certainly, we don't, we're not really ones to ask for bans. Really. I mean, we, we, we specifically think that Me Took Massacre should not have been banned, you know, uh, well, you know, we're not even sure that Laura should have been banned, you know, a bar is really like high to, <laughs> to suggest any sort of action, I suppose, or to say something yeah. is concerning. Uh, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if there should be a ban or not. Like, I don't think a ban, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure they should ban anything or not. It sounds as like long you as think about good it, with this. Well, what I think is say. legacy has been broken by this. Uh, that's not exactly necessarily bad. Okay. Uh, for me personally, I think this type of deck is extremely unenjoyable because it's like very luck deck or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also gives some uh, interesting games once okay. it's like playing. Like the mirror match, for example, can be can be kind of like interesting or whatever well it is until someone the same plays. way yeah uh something like a mirror match of dredge can be you know but i mean i mean the mirror so. match is interesting until everybody plays empty shrine kanushi right because i have to imagine that that card must be uh, absolutely exactly. miserable <laughs> yeah no for the protection from yeah it's Your not deck? a very fun card yeah. yeah yeah protection from the deck uh, so yeah i mean it's more about like what's happening with the with the metagame, uh, it has changed. I'm not sure they should ban anything. And if they sh- ban anything, which one they should ban? Because in Legacy, there's a the thing yeah. like, you know, a lot of cards are like the identity of the format, right? Like that's why Brainstorm is legal, you could say. Brainstorm is like maybe too powerful for the format. Mm-hmm. But so is Ancient Tomb, right? Like if you ban that's Ancient true. Tomb, you know, you fix a lot of problems, but then you take away one of the pills of the format. Which has been there forever. So I guess and it's a question that's of legacy's tricky. identity. Yeah, that's that's really not something I'm equipped to speak to. So yeah, yeah, like, I've seen it around. Like you know, like I saw someone in Twitter saying like, well, maybe the problem is not that they print cards that were legacy. The problem is they can't play those cards hey, isn't into this, one. Isn't that what Mangu was talking about with Pauper, where he was like, yeah, these these initiative cards are yeah. this and this, but really it's Dark Ritual and what was the other card, Lotus Petal? That exactly. Okay. Yeah. Wow, Lotus, that sounds this very is sort familiar. of similar. Wow. Yeah, this is similar. Uh, I think banning the initiative cards will probably just only create a situation where they eventually print another one. Because that makes sense. I mean, yeah. these commander cards, I don't like. I don't know how they work, but they surely don't go through too much. Like you know, they just yeah, make I mean, the card. For different. I mean, they're they designed. To, I mean, they do go through a lot, but a lot of stuff that isn't relevant to legacy players. Like 
Exactly. Like, for Power level is yeah. not like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure that when they printed this like four man adventure, they didn't expect to break legacy, but it did. Oh, no, they definitely said they didn't. Yeah, they, I mean, they test to make sure it's fine no, in Commander, and it, you know, what, what it exactly. does in legacy. It's clear they yeah. didn't. Ancillary. And it's going to happen again. Like, d- yeah. because, you, I mean, you look, you read this card and you say, like, wow, this is not very good. And you see the deck lists and just think, like, wow, this is not very good. It's only when you actually play with these cards uh, and you're in the draw uh, or you're playing the deck and you go, like, turn one, Cavern of Souls. Crumbox, Lotus Petal, uh, Wide Plumber Guy, Wide uh, Initiative Guy, and you know the game's over. Like, yeah. you're like, well, this is actually good. Like, good, good, good. I mean, it's just such and a I weird won the game to, through Force of Will. Like, it's not a very intuitive card, right? Like, if we follow Shieldred as beautiful standard players, like, the initiative is... Yeah. Some, it's on another Even level more, entirely yeah. in terms of how hard it yeah. is to rock. Yeah. And I honestly think one big part of why this actually managed to break, the, break Legacy is Cavern of Souls. Because oh. uh, there has been like, Twin Sphere has been legal for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do turn one Twin Sphere, and that will often lead into a game win. Ah, uh, but you but can't. You, you can, can force, force of wheel. Yeah, you can't force. You can kind of spell okay. or force negation these cards. Yeah. But once Cavern Souls is there, you cannot counter those, and okay. that is a big difference because that makes this deck have like. The deck has enough like, interactable nut draws, right? Like, no, yeah, turn one kills because it wins the game, but you cannot throw it, you know, cannot force a world, and that's uh, that's pretty bad. I honestly don't know. Uh, like, I mean, if they were to take an action, uh, it will be probably because of like the formatted entity or something like that. Like, sure. I think the deck is the best yeah. deck, but I also think it's like close to Delver, it's a little bit better than Delver or whatever, but not, but not by a lot. So. Okay. But it's more about but preserving. Um, it's, you know, like, this is a whole different thing. Like, this is yeah. a best deck that's about, like, you know, turn one chalice on the play, whatever. Mm, which is, that I think, kind great. of fine to have. Uh, for me, usually, when chalice of the good is good, legacy is bad. Mm-hmm. And when chalice of the good the void is bad, legacy is good. So you can probably um, figure out how, what, how I feel about chalice of the void being the best deck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that, most people that's would agree. why I won, and that's partially why I won an old school event in Sunday because I didn't play a legacy there. Oh, <laughs> that's a strong vote. So, vote with your feet. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not the only one that felt that way okay. and has been feeling that that's way on legacy lately. Yeah, it says a lot. <laughs> but I'll yeah, but also there's the other way around. Like there, there are some people that actually enjoy playing with new cards or whatever. Sure, and I also relate to that. I like to I. So I specifically don't think the initiative games are that bad, um, mm-hmm. but I think they are like very hard to interact with, and it's also ha- going to like it happens to be with this like Chalice of the Void and Sin right, Shell. Right. I mean that is like mono games. Paired. If you're in the play and you play Chalice and one or whatever, like you know, or Tomb plus Mox, that's three drop and turn one. That that's very powerful. So yeah, I think the issue here is like these games are for many players uh, non enjoyable. And those players tend to be the kind of players that are like just being played legacy forever or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I will describe this problem. Not about like the power level thing, just like it's so. I think it's right, the best it's just deck, about what but not want. by a lot. But, yeah, what? yeah. Okay. It's like you know when they banned this like uh, you know like the the they have made some bans because people do not will not want to attend to events for different reasons. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we speculated legitimate. on meet who massacres to be yeah. like something like that. Yeah, because of the price of the card or whatever. Uh, this could be uh, similar reasons. Also, these kind of cards are not easy to get. Really, by the way, because 
it's yeah it's not i i tried to get some of them bef- a few days before and it was not particularly easy even for me oh um, like, there aren't that I mean, there aren't that many cars of this car so there are like more detergent you know like this these products are not as large Oh, okay. I, I I was under the impression that they would be more available because no, was so even popular. Magical Line also it was very hard. Like I oh. took like three days to actually get the cars so I could play with them. Like before, I oh. just couldn't buy them. Like they were not in the market. I will just search the box. I mean, I guess maybe they have to find because I mean, if it's all of a sudden it's the second most popular deck, people are buying the cards. You know, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. Magical yeah. Line it was like it was like very hard. You know, to get them, they were like not enough. Which is, I don't think it's good. Like I don't think yeah. it's good to have okay. like 2022. You play Magical Line. You have the tickets to buy the cards or whatever, but you just cannot get them because there are not enough cards for the players. That's uh, like yeah, I guess like playing the showcase fix. qualifier. I did not play. We did, we did not play that much um, hate for initiatives because the cards were super hard to. to oh, so you just kept in popularity. To get. <laughs> yeah. So we, but it was I was just wrong. I played against five. You know. I guess they filter as well. If you start winning, the people that's who did what, have the that was one week ago. Like when yeah. we played the qualifier, I, I played against five copies of the same deck, or something. I think four in a row. I don't know. Like a lot. Like something that if you tell me this two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I would be like, "There's no way. It's impossible." Like this happens. Sounds like legacy. hysteria. Yeah. Like no, no deck can actually break legacy this fast. Well, I was wrong. Well, aren't we lucky <laughs> that Mengu is traveling to the US to put up a sign? Yeah, to, 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 to protest to against put a sign it. To, Thank you, Andrea Mengucci, yeah. for making these sacrifices for us. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's a little bit sad because I think this makes legacy for me a little bit uh, unfun. But if you are of players that actually enjoy this kind of decks, well, uh, that's uh, that's good. Like, I don't think uh, I don't I don't believe these things are like good or wrong. Like, yeah, you know, I'm sense. actually because there's a lot of formats. Like, if I don't like yeah. legacy anymore, well, I just play I mean, a yeah, we love standard mind, and like pioneer and yeah. modern have interesting things happening. Like. I don't know if you don't exactly. like Legacy right now, it's all good. <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. I don't like Legacy now, I will play more standard, that's fine. Yeah. I think it's a little bit sad for those players that are like, Not like you know, that. specialists. Yeah. Like, they, like, like they only play Legacy, whatever, and they don't like this, and well, I feel sorry for you, but I think they're not going to take actions particularly fast. Like, also, they, they're very slow at taking actions. That makes sense. I mean, I... Mostly because the metagame, like, also, you know, the community, whatever, so often is like very... Like, I'm probably about this, you know, like it's like wow, this format is like, you know, has been like broken or whatever. I think this time it it, it gets to a point where it's happening, you know. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, we'll see though. Uh, but even if the metagame at the end adapts, it's already been like it's been like you know some some decks are like almost unplayable now yeah. if they're too this bad thing is here. Initiative. It's, it's yeah, I think the series here. I think this, this I think the initiative cards are here to stay. I don't think this deck is going any, anywhere like from tier one. I think this deck is what the Monorad Prison type of decks always wanted to be. And it was like a tier 1.5 deck or whatever. This one is just like better. It's better than 8-cast and it's better than um, Monorad. How good it will be in the future? Well, I mean, Legacy, similar to Modern, uh, if you have enough hate cards, you will beat anything. I mean, if you re- reach a point where you play some of the mono the pro-white cards main deck... <laughs> Uh, well, you know, then people will beat this deck. No, for I mean, because... I mean, just funny, like, you know, I've always thought Legacy is the format where you can main deck, like, Red Elemental Blast or whatever, and now <laughs> maybe we do it for white cards. It's so different, you know? It's <laughs> From the outside, yeah, I mean, it's if funny. You see the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So Probably less the, funny if you like, play the format. <laughs> like, now, if I could play the the Legacy Masters, I would probably play more pro-white creatures. I would probably play four full plays in the sideboard. Well, at least it's easy you know? to gather a search for the ones that are good. <laughs> yeah so 
there's this point where bans are not needed because the metagame will adapt. Um, well, this weekend there was already a big adaptation and it was not enough. So it needs like an actual more? like All right, do huge, more guys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> pro, more provide creatures. But I think if it happens, um, you know, we will um, we will see it being like fixed. I mean, fixed like you know, yeah. like I don't think it's gonna be the best deck forever because it's easy to put cyber cards in this deck, even in your main deck. The issue is. Well, you have to then decide if you like that in the format or not, if you find it's fun or not. But enough pro white, like one pro white creature, just <laughs> goes a very yeah. long way to beat this deck for real. Makes sense. <laughs> like for real. Play the hate. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. That's uh, the legacy run. Good luck, Mengu. Please. Uh, I'm not sure a band will be good or not, but if that's what you want, we respect your desires. I mean, he flew the way. It'd be a waste if he flew the way and then we taught him to not do the thing. Like, well, maybe he can take some holiday, though, New York or something. You know, maybe he doesn't take holidays. He's a very hard worker. After he gets a ban, maybe celebration holidays. I don't you know? think so. He'll just try to, he'll have to figure out the next thing he needs to get banned. All right. Um, speaking of Mingu, now we go to the actual format of the people. Finally. And that is... Competitive Anthony. EDH. No, wait. Well, that's, that's not it. Hang on. ADH is actually the format of the people, I will guess. But here we are called competitive magic with the carnies. So the competitive format of the people we haven't talked about is Alchemy. Nope. No. Okay. Well, it's not popular, unfortunately, because Mango is not here. It's alchemy. Um That's what I said. I I I don't know actually because we were wondering before that maybe there are more people playing Alchemy or Explorer than Popper. I don't like that I have makes no sense, idea right? Just people of, who like casually play arena and like the default format is alchemy so probably all the people who don't know what a format is have only played alchemy i'm guessing just because of the way arena set up maybe there are not that many people that play alchemy i don't know they push the graphics somewhere no i think i think but those only track in franchise players right like those only track those Uh, only track the people that download like the untapped app or whatever but only wizards knows how many people actually play alchemy but i'm just assuming there's so many people who don't really know like you know, they don't follow magic that much. They just play what Arena shows them. And, you know, Al- Alchemy is kind of the default option, as far as I'm aware. But also, they cannot track how many people play in home games like Pauper, because it's a very common. Um, yeah, but I mean, Arena's massive. Do. It's so accessible. Like, Pauper, you have to, like, already be part of a magic community, an active magic community, and a franchise one to even know what Pauper is, right? Like, your average magic player probably doesn't even know what Pauper is, honestly. But- no, but I know a lot of players that don't play competitive a lot, they just don't travel much, but they play Pauper. They just meet every week. Yeah, but you know, you're, like you're, 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 the, all, all the people you know that play Magic are probably very enfranchised players, right? Like, okay, okay, true, true, true. Okay, maybe that's that's true. Okay, so the format of the people that do not play Popper, it's no, alchemy. I just think no, just straight up, just the format of the people <clears throat> is is alchemy. Uh, just straight up, the people. Well, Mango's not here. Yeah, okay. we, it, Mango's um, not here. We can say what we want. So, so alchemy. Well, alchemy hasn't moved uh, so much lately. Have you been playing any at all? Uh, nope. I nope. mostly only mention it because I'm allowed to when Mingu's gone. Play a I don't know anything about randomly. it. You know, like, this is like for fun games while I'm on the gym. Oh. Uh, just play like some uh, Esper. Also like some uh, some Sacrifice. There's like oh, okay. this, uh, still like this chicken that puts a power nine. There's a lot of cool cards Oh, there. yeah, the, the Oracle or whatever, right? That, that, that's yeah, a cool card. Yeah, I'm going to still maintain that the gameplay of Alchemy is kind of fun. I mean, I can definitely uh, believe it. I mean, it can't be that different to standard, which is, you know... 
it's pretty great. It's very standard. Yeah, yeah then, it's a little bit like standard, but yeah. better mana base, pretty much. And then it's a cool card. So, yeah. so I think I still think the, the, the alchemy, the better hit of alchemy is Forgotten Crossroads. If that was like a I should just put that card in every every standard format, I would be so happy. Exactly. Please. Exactly. Like it's a it's a land you play, and it's like uh, one of these like you choose a basic uh, you choose a color, okay, mm-hmm. and the land becomes of that color, and just create one. But if you are in the draw, you can instead do the same, but instead of scrying, it comes to play untapped. That's it. Like it's a card that yeah. could be a normal card. Yeah, there's nothing and about its alchemy. Honestly, specific. this should be yeah, it should be like an uncommon. That's like evolving wilds, and it's just on every standard format. Like, I think this card just makes standard better. Like, it just makes. No, it was it was ironically one of my favorite things about alchemy for sure. When I, yeah, when I no, no, it's my favorite thing about alchemy by a lot, and it's not like a broken dual land because the fact that it's not a dual land, yeah, uh, based on the pathway effects, you, you you cannot build like four color decks yeah. every day because you have this card. Like pathways are good if you play two colors. But once you start playing three or more, they break, they break because down. you choose white, yep. for example. Yeah, and you cannot cast a black card or whatever with it. But this card makes the, the game so it's like, one, you you non-game less because you are, um, you know, of course, crying, whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I don't know, it just makes, like, being on the draw is not as bad because you can often just... You have better mana than your opponent, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just like the design of this card, and I just hope we're going to see this card. Like, I would hope to see this card in standard... Yes, and please. if you want to play a standard with that has, has like less known games, Alchemy might be the thing for you. Also, mm-hmm. there's like a, if you only play standard or whatever, uh, or you are basically a standard player, there's more new cards in Alchemy like every few months, and they make some fixes. So you know it keeps it can keep things fresh. Also more long like longer. I don't know if that's bad or good, but I guess if you play only standard, maybe that's a good thing for you. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like I think standard has. You know, more it's been evolving enough, but you know, you can only play so much of one format for most people. So, yeah, if you've managed to play out standard enough, then maybe you can try alchemy, I guess. Um, so yeah, also for Mango, if you hear this and you're going to with a wish letter to it, what is also I wouldn't mind having Forsaken Crowshots in in Paper Magic, I guess. We should have said Mango, we should have given him a bigger sign. This is going to be a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's. I don't know, this card could be hard to execute in paper, I guess, on the rules, because, I mean, I don't know, you always keep track of who was first, regardless, it's not right? A, I so, mean, yeah, everyone knows who was first, because obviously every single... Uh, we'll censor that. Every, every time someone loses a die roll, they have to tell you how many times they lost a die roll this oh, tournament. Okay, okay. So for sure, people know, because if they remember it three rounds later, how can they not remember <laughs> in the I same game? I always wrote it down. Huh? I always wrote it down in the paper, who was first. Oh, so for complaint equity? In the, in the That's fair. I didn't think you would do that. No, but... no, for, you know, just in case something <laughs> weird happens, or like you forget. You yeah, have the, the you judge know, has to first. count cards because there's a wrong count number or yeah, something. So yeah, so... Okay. I think this card will actually be easy to implement it's in the paper hard. magic. We can just say yeah. that if you can't remember, you you didn't you don't get it or something. You know, it's not that hard to figure okay. out some sort of rules thing. So I have a lot of insight about alchemy, other than it's I still like the cards like mm-hmm. that are playing there, yeah, but I just only play like super cash, super ca- super casually, like you know, like yeah, like uh, I you, just copy that and just. Would you say play that you it. play it casually because it's the format of the people? I th- exactly. Yep. Okay. That's what <laughs> <Here> it is. <laughs> I just, I just. So for me, sometimes I like to play magic, but not not exactly always. I'm in the mood to, like, to be like focused on learning games, mm-hmm. and I don't like to play games of formats I want to play competitively. That way, I think it leads into bad habits. Yeah. Like if I play Absolutely. modern, I don't want to play like you know, like not caring and just like not paying attention to the, fo- to the games or whatever. For sure. 
yeah, I think I pick bad habits that way, so I don't do it. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm half asleep or whatever, and yeah, like going to the gym, I'm like, yeah, a game here. And that game is Alchemy or Explorer for me. Ah. <laughs> or Draft also. Okay, okay. Alchemy draft, Explorer Not draft. anymore, I think. Okay. I'm going to try to focus. We, we have to learn Draft, Anthony. Yeah. Um, yeah we're going to start focusing on this. that. Hey, we should podcast about that at some point. I remember we exactly. talked about that before. Like, now it's uh, real. Let us know if you're like interested into making like, you know, talking a little bit about Limited uh, in the podcast. It will mostly treat Limited like, um, you know, I guess especially in the days Mango's not here, but like a little bit like another format. Like we'll talk also a little bit like limited, not a lot, but like, you know, yeah, these cards are good, whatever. And how our journey into learning how to draft again. Yeah, we'll probably be more bit. abstract, right? Like I think a lot of people talk yeah. about like the actual format as it develops, but we're more likely to talk in abstract terms about learning limited and all that, all that jazz, you know, what we're trying to figure out as we go, you know. Yeah, our, mostly what we learned, like our journey, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like our, you know, how we're feeling about this. Yeah. So let us know also, um, th- this one can go to Mingo09, I think. Yes, that's for sure. Um, and also okay. all the things about alchemy. So everything about alchemy and draft to, to Mingo's Exactly, that's, that's exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I mean, I think we can wrap it, wrap it up, right? Yeah. This was good. yeah, I think we covered everything that we thought about covering, probably. Okay. Um, and if we didn't so next, next week, week so. we will, yeah. Hopefully, Mango comes with some changes from what the office is. But if he doesn't, well, we'll still, regardless, uh, command all the formats. And, you know, maybe maybe wide initiative disappears. And, you know, whenever I take a position in something, I always end being wrong. So, you know, probably wow. see the topic this week. That's rough. In Legacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, hopefully I can make a... I have never played the Mox finals. So maybe this time oh. I can sneak it in. I don't know. But... <laughs> One more badge to earn. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, I never, uh, I never earn it, so you know, I will try. Okay, I mean, and well, that's it. See you around. All right. uh, Thank thanks you. Thanks for listening. Adios. Adios. Bye bye.